0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This
1: is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go.
2: You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It is our first show of 2015, and all five sisters are here to celebrate the new year. woo Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome all. Welcome, especially new listeners who decided to... Bring more podcasts into their lives in 2015. We welcome you to the Satellite Sisterhood. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. Here's the gimmick of Satellite Sisters we're all actual sisters and we <laughs> live in different places, uh, but we gather on the, on the podcast 20, twice a week uh, all year long to talk about the news, our lives, and what's happening in the world. Uh, today, I'm joined by my sister, Sheila Dolan in South Pasadena. I've missed you, Sheila. I, miss you. I missed you, you, <laughs> and I'm glad you're back in my life. I, I know. I went away for a few days, and now I'm back in her life. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon today. Monica, I miss you, because we spent vacation together.
0: We did, Leigh, and we had a wonderful, what was that, 10, 12, three weeks? What? It was a <laughs>
2: magical, magical trip to the Galapagos. We're going <laughs> to talk about that. Also joining us today uh, from Santa Monica, California, is Liz Dolan. Liz. I I am back at
1: my post, though I can't remember how to operate anything at my post. I don't. <laughs>
2: I think that's the sign of
1: a good vacation.
2: And then joining us from Brooklyn, N.Y. is Julie. Julie <laughs>
1: Sisters,
2: I moved while
3: you were away. Yes. <laughs> Only temporarily, and I'll explain what I'm doing in Brooklyn in a little bit.
2: All right? Yeah, don't say that, Julie, because people are going to think, what, Julie moved again? I mean, you frequently move, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. You're, te- <laughs> yeah. you're temping in Brooklyn. All right, we do have a full show today. Not many topics, but lots of stories to tell. Three out of the five Satellite Sisters went to the Galapagos over the New Year, or as the natives say, went to Galapagos. But <laughs> we, we, we will not be so pretentious as to say Galapagos. Uh, but we did. And we're going to tell you what we loved about it. Uh, Julie's going to explain why she's in, uh, in Brooklyn. And then (laughs) Sheila just has some tidbits. So obviously your life is very full, very full Sheila. Uh, It's fragmented. What can I say? Uh, Sheila, but
1: you make the most of staying put, right? (laughs) Oh, you just love being home. You better believe
2: it. Oh, (laughs) full-time staying put. (laughs) <laughs> people kept asking us on our trip well why doesn't your where's your other sister and we're like she doesn't go anywhere she is no curiosity about the
0: world really and i, I did say she look she doesn't like nature
2: I, I, oh don't say that i like nature I, I i i look outside you know i i look outside my window from time to time <laughs> All right. Today on the show, we have a lot going on. So let's just launch in Galapagos, Urban Nanny, Sheila's Life. But let's (laughs) launch in with Galapagos. Okay. Who is giving the overview? Liz, you're giving the overview of where were we and what we did. Sure. Sure.
1: I'll just establish a few of the facts and then we get into the tale of the trip. Okay. So the facts were that the day after Christmas, a subset of the family left for the Galapagos. That was a group of 10 that included Included Monica from Portland, Oregon, me from Santa Monica, Leon and your crew from Pasadena, and our brother Brendan and his crew from Orange County, California. So we flew LA, Miami, Guayaquil, Ecuador, by the way. That's where the Galapagos is, Ecuador. Yeah, who knew? First, first thanks fun. for clearing that up, Liz. <laughs> yeah. First fun fact: Ecuador also apparently named after the equator because it's right there. <laughs> who, who knew that? Fun fact number two. Uh, anyway, then we then we flew out to. Galapagos, as Lian said, we were not going to say. And we were on board the ship, the National Geographic Islander. Many of you regular listeners know, you know, I work for the, um, the National Geographic channel. And so I had just been hearing all about all the people that had taken this great trip. So that's why we got ourselves organized to do this. And we spent eight days and seven nights cruising around the Galapagos Islands. I have the complete list of islands we stopped at. I'm not sure that you need to hear all of them, but it was just, it was an awesome exploration. You know, Darwin is the one that made the Galapagos famous because every island is different. And anyway, so it was, Julie, I was thinking of you so much because your husband is a geologist. Mm -hmm. You you guys should get yourselves there sooner or later because just the rock part of the trip, I thought was interesting. (laughs) You know, we don't care or know about rocks. But for people, for people... Please don't
3: say that around my husband. He's very sensitive about that. I mean, it's volcanoes, right, Liz? Yes, it, yes.
1: Is... It's very volcanic. Yeah. Anyway, so we flew to the Galapagos. We had seven days of cruising around. Then we flew back out to Ecuador and then ultimately home. And we just all got home at the beginning of this week. So... That's the quick overview, right? There were 48 people on our boat, and we were 10 of them. So um, uh, we did have a chance to experience cruise living, which is not something that any of us had ever done before.
2: And It makes me laugh even to hear you say that, Liz. (laughs)
0: Liz, I I found shipboard life sublime. You did? Yes, I was worried about, I've never been on a cruise, and I thought you would get this feeling that you were sort of trapped on this floating uh, hotel with people just surrounded by water, and in our case, sharks, because there were <laughs> sharks all around the boat. But I found it absolutely sublime. I mean, I enjoyed sitting up on the sun deck there during our si- siesta. Now, one thing about the cruise was it was very active. So the idea is you're not just sitting at the on the boat looking at the scenery. They have all of these small Zodiac boats, these big rubber rafts, That have motors. And so all day long, you're going on these excursions. So you're getting off the boat in the Zodiacs, motoring to these islands where you have nature walks, hikes. There's a naturalist with you that uh guides each group and he talks about all the animals and then you you get back in the zodiac get back on the boat and you go out for other excursions so it was an extremely active trip which mm-hmm. i loved mm-hmm.
2: yeah that was perfect for my family because really my husband trapped on a boat that's like a caged animal being a runner <laughs> and even he was exhausted i mean we would get up uh julie and sheila we get up for the 6 a.m hike and we do the hiking. Oh, you know? hiking, honey! So I know I love it. you know how much we love it. But we did it because there we were, and 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 we wanted to experience the whole thing. Then we come back for breakfast. Then we get in our wetsuits, which is a super good look on all of us. I have to say, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: you'll notice we haven't posted any
2: of those
1: photos yet.
3: <laughs> None on the website. None on the Facebook page. Where are the wetsuits? We all want to see them. I, I have yeah, to say, wetsuits
2: are so unattractive, and they're so big. They make you look about five times bigger. It, it's so bad. Yeah. Well, they di- they disappear your waist. That's for sure. And if you really don't have a waist, then you're really in trouble. Um But then we we really featured our hats, Julie, in the yeah. photos. We we yeah. had, posted a lot of good hat pictures, which you need. Again, you're on the equator. Yeah, but then we'd snorkel and then we'd get back in the zodiacs and there'd be a giant meal and then we'd take a siesta and then we'd get right back in the zodiacs and there was either more hiking or more swimming or more snorkeling or just zodiac rides or there was sea kayaking. We did all Yeah, the- listen
0: listen, I did the sea kayak excursion, which was quite a lot of fun. That was yeah, great.
2: That was so- great.
1: Well, even the first day we went snorkeling, Monica, you and I were snorkeling buddies, like we weren't in the water like three minutes before We saw the sharks, you know, (laughs) Julie, you're snorkeling with sharks and all kinds of other cool fish, but like, it's a shock that you're in their world. This is not like you just being at a resort. You are a complete, like you're dropped in from outer space and they have total command of the environment. It was really, really cool.
2: Yeah. There's nothing safety, Uh...
3: safety concerns. Can I ask about that? Have they ever lost any passengers,
2: shark bites, you know? iguana bites what's the word on that well we did first of all it's a very active cruise so it's definitely if you're not a strong swimmer uh it's not a good cruise for you to be honest Mm -hmm. so there wasn't anyone on our boat younger than 11 and even the 11 year old couldn't do everything so they the people in charge seem to assume that you you know what you're capable of and if it 's swimming or if it 's hiking you know straight up these steps uh, that you 're going to be able to do it, so there are safety precautions, but they also you know give the the passengers a lot of credit that they can handle you know what they 're taking on so that's one thing it's not it would not have been a good cruise for really anyone under thirteen or fourteen. I would not recommend it just because the swimming is very active, and that 's like fifty percent of the trip is the snorkeling mm. and it 's open water it 's deep water snorkeling, so you get on your suits. You get on your flippers. You get on your mask, and then you like SEAL Team Six it over the side yeah. of the Zodiac. Yeah, like, it's the complete Jacques Cousteau move. Yeah, backwards off it's the Yeah, it's not. You're not like wading in on the beach or anything. No, you're in real open water, like with real. And some some real... of
0: the water is really deep, like a hundred feet deep, along the side of this cliff with sharks with sh- <laughs> Yes, sharks. <laughs>
2: So, <laughs> but, you speaking know, think of
1: swimming, I would like to give a little shout out to our own Leon Dolan on New Year's Day. They had what they called a mega swim, which is we were on a beach, and our ship was out there, not far but 700 think, 700 seven hundred meters seven hundred meters and they said, "Okay, who wants to swim back New year's day mega swim, who wants to swim the seven hundred meters Leon in the
2: water, leading <laughs> the pack on yes, mega swim. swim. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thank, Thank you, so Sheila. Competitively and good work. Well, it was. I was really nervous about it. I was the only um, mom doing it. I was the only adult woman. There was a bunch of adult men, including my husband, and then there were the teens and college kids that were doing it. But I was the only adult woman doing it. And uh, so I was going. My strategy was to like hang back and be the last one, so as not to embarrass myself. And then Monica started yelling we want a Dolan in the top six Dolan in the top six and I was like oh my god I gotta do it and I just totally left my husband like standing there alone on the beach and I just got in that water I was like top six I can do it I can throw him down and I did I finished in the top six so Really it was heavy. very exciting.
1: Well, Monica and I got in the Zodiac and went back to the ship and cheered her as she came in. <laughs>
2: it was exciting. <laughs> it was the calmest day we had. The, the open water that day was particularly calm. But it, it is a. It, the snorkeling was okay. I have a list of things I was surprised at about the about the Galapagos. One is it's in Ecuador and it's 600 miles <laughs> off the coast. I thought it was like the Long Island ferry we were taking to the <laughs> Galapagos. I didn't even know. Please, we, I, I really didn't know where it was. Either. I, I like, thought I didn't even know we were taking another plane. I went. Some, <laughs> Like, because that was all part of the cruise. So I was like, wait, we get on a plane tomorrow morning to go to the Galapagos? All right. No wonder it's so empty because it's not near anywhere. Two, I like if you enjoy bananas and potatoes, this <laughs> Ecuador is the country for you. I mean, the most delicious bananas ever. The potatoes were magical, and I say that as an Irish woman. And Sheila, fantastic coffee, like unbelievable coffee oh. at all venues. And- Almost, I'm sorry, I missed the trip. Yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> Almost, but sorry. Okay. Well, Liam, the
2: you know, would, go ahead. thing I'm surprised by is there's no one on any of these islands. No. You know, you hear about sort of remote and deserted islands that you know. Actually, there are some houses and a few hotels. No, there's none of that. There's not even a trash can, there's not a ladies' room. Like <laughs> you only have three hours in the space and then you have to get out, according to the Ecuadorian National Park System. Like whether you're snorkeling, it's very tightly controlled, how many people can go on every day. There's no one there except the iguanas and, and the giant tortoises and the penguins and the booby birds. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. And then the thing, other thing, I was surprised at is the snorkeling. Like, I really haven't snorkeled that much in my lifetime. It was fantastic. I mean, it yeah. was like Finding Nemo. I oh, <laughs> every yeah. day, oh. giant
0: schools of fish. Like, Leon, you, you and Barrack really embrace the snorkeling. I see future snorkeling vacations.
2: I, I now I want to go to the Great Barrier <laughs> Reef. Like, yeah. I don't need. To, I thought I needed to scuba to enjoy. That level of oneness with the sea turtle. But I don't uh, need to scuba. I was good on top of the water.
1: <laughs> it was fantastic.
2: That's great. Yeah. Well,
1: you, and I just want to ask, do you think
2: the deep water aerobics prepared you well for the trip I mean totally Sheila I am so glad I did that because it was a physical I never could have swum the half mile without because 700 meters is a half mile no way no way way. way. without training I was glad I did a little training and it added to my comfort level because it is a little scary the water's dark we didn't have a ton of sunny days so when you go over the boat you're like whoa what am I gonna find (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm so proud of you oh well, like here's here, here here's the op-
3: phys- you reached your physical limits
1: i mean you really challenged yourself
3: physically yes. when yes. they hadn't which was pretty exactly, unexpected julie
1: which is why you need the siesta right which is something i might want to carry forward into 2015 <laughs> because there is something really excellent about having a super active morning you come back you have a delicious ecuadorian lunch of potatoes and bananas <laughs>
0: And, yes. and the pineapples. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Pineapples were very good. And then we would have, like, two hours to just chill. So that is really a nice thing to have in the middle of the day. And then you get all suited up and you're back out there in the afternoon. So the siesta was nice. And like like you, Monica, I felt like it was day three or maybe day four that I'm like, okay, now I'm getting the ship thing. I'm kind of understanding why people might like this life. It's there. Maybe for me, it was the complete lack of internet that really makes for an awesome vacation. I have to figure out how to have less internet in my life, uh, just in general. But in future vacations, I realized I thought I was disciplined about unplugging myself, but I wasn't disciplined at all until you get to a place like this, where we just like, we had no contact with the outside world. At all, which is delightful, frankly.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. Again, it adds to that sense of the of remoteness and like, where are we? Or that you're at the ends of the earth. So
0: I, I was, was just the- going to say, that's how I spend my vacation. <laughs> at the ends of the earth. You know, all in all, like. When looking, thinking back on the trip, uh, because we didn't take any pictures, did we, Leah? No, we didn't, we didn't even. no, nope, Monica and I were like the only two.
2: We didn't have an iPhone, we didn't have a camera. We, we had, had this, yeah, we had our staff photographer, my son Brooks, and everyone yeah. else was taking photos. So the
0: pictures are in my mind, but some of those beaches we went to were so incredibly beautiful, where you just land on this beach and it was beautiful, like brown sand. And nothing but sea turtle tracks, you know, where the sea turtles had come up the night before and nested and then gone back to the ocean. Maybe we saw a beautiful sea turtle and just gorgeous sand surrounded by cliffs and these really interesting lava rocks. And the beach we went to the last day when it was sunny was all covered in like mica. Um, it was just beautiful.
1: Yeah, it- you know, and I know, like, even the first day, we got the, like, the intro to the animals of the Galapagos, like, on that first afternoon, we were on this island called North Seymour Island. Mm-hmm. And first of all, we're in the Zodiac on the way to the island, and this whole, I don't know, is it called a herd of dolphins? <laughs> a, a pod of dolphins. A gaggle. I think it's a gaggle of <laughs> Julie, it was like they were performing, for our pleasure... Uh just there was, like there were maybe
0: a hundred dolphins. Just just, just swimming the- right next to the boat. Like we could we could reach out and touch them if we wanted to. We didn't because we didn't well, Why do the animals
3: like the Gal- Galapagos? I I understand why you guys would like it, but why why does it attract so
0: many animals to those islands? Because there's vi- there no humans have I mean there are humans that live in this small town, but for hundreds of years there were no humans there, so there were no predators, so they're not afraid of That's why they're not afraid of humans. That's why The sea turtles, everyone, they come right up to you when you're swimming in the water. The sea lions come up because no one hunted any of those animals. And, like, we all, we know, Liz, the marine life, it's just very rich there. There's a lot of nutrients, so so there's a lot of things to eat. So the animals are well fed, and that's another reason why, I guess the sharks don't eat the humans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. They never really explained. Well, first of all, they said sharks don't eat humans. The naturalists, a hundred times. You yeah. know, every once in a while, they bite humans by mistake. They, they <laughs> so. Only because they think you're a sea lion. Right. Because they think you're something else. But um, really, Julie, you want to come back in your next life as a sea lion in the Galapagos because that is the Galapagos. best life. There's ample food. There's not, the sharks aren't very aggressive towards you. Plenty of places Beautiful to beaches. hang out. <laughs> yeah. That's the life. I mean, and they are like the dogs of the sea world. Like they're just so lovable. You want to pet them. We saw lots of, uh, sea lion pups and moms nursing. And we saw the male sea lions staking their claim to the beach. I mean, you just, you're, it's like, it's, you're, you're the animals in the zoo and they're the, they live there. Is the only way to, it's like a reverse zoo. It's, <laughs> because they're just everywhere. And you, and like even the one little town that um, – we docked at two towns. One is like 20,000 people. One is very small. And so the kids went into the very small one. It was Saturday night. They said there were more sea lions walking down the street than people. <laughs> like the whole town <laughs> – there were sea lions on the park benches. There were sea lions crossing the street. Some of them were just asleep in the middle of the street. Right. They looked like big fat drunks just yeah. asleep on the, on the park benches. Which <laughs> yeah.
1: is crazy. It's Another just... thing, Julie, to bear in mind, to answer your question, is the animals lived here already, right? They just haven't moved on or been messed with in right. any way. Yeah. As opposed <laughs> to most of the world where people have killed them or hunted them or fenced things off or, you know, introduced a lot of non-native animals. Really what they've been fighting in the Galapagos over the last hundred years is getting rid of the non-native animals that pirates used to leave on the islands. They would leave goats or pigs or cats. And now essentially they're just hunting down all the, goats, pigs, and cats Mm -hmm. to try to get rid of them so the animals can go back, the native animals can go back to living their own lives. So Mm -hmm. it is an interesting kind of reverse zoo, as Leon said, where they're just trying to get everyone else out, you know, and leave it to themselves. So you learn a lot of stuff about, like, "Mm, I remember – Natural selection in ninth grade biology from Sister Binkert. But... You found this was a more enriched. Um... This, this was. I got a little bit more info from Seven Days of Naturalists than the morning Sister Binkert gave us the natural selection spiel.
2: That she was probably a little skeptical about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Liz, I don't know if you want to reconnect, but I believe we've lost Sheila. Sheila. I know I got I got a text okay. from her, Hurley saying I got dropped
1: off. No need to recall.
2: <laughs> so, wow! I, think
1: they, I don't know. We could try her back, but okay. she has no interest in coming back. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, so you heard her. She was here. You're not going to hear her scintillating report on tidbits.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> save it for next you week. You know what I? The other thing I really loved about the trip was it was sort of like being at summer camp. I mean, we had all the campers We really loved being with all the other families on the boat. There was one group, Julie, of 22 family from the Midwest, and there were some other families and they were like, we were like campers and then the naturalists and the tour leader or the counselors. And we got our sort of assignments and we signed up to do activities and did them all together and we all ate dinner together, and it was a lot better than chip toast that we had in <laughs> – in, um yeah in camp so that was just really really fun there was a real sense of bonding on the boat and i i, I think everyone there had a great time yeah mm-hmm.
2: everyone did everything like no yeah. if they could physically do it the oldest passengers on the boat were 84 and 80 and they were the the matriarch and patriarch of this large family that was there three generations and they did as much as they could they were in and out of the water in the zodiacs and the hiking so it wasn't a case where a few people went like one day, I remember we all—it was just a beach trip. It was just like swimming off the beach, and almost the whole boat showed up. And the head of the, the naturalist was like, "Wow, I didn't expect this many people would want to just go to the beach." Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, what? What about nightlight on the boat? Was there? Was there <laughs> dancing? Was there? Was there a disco? What's in- What do people do at night?
1: Wow. I can't recall anything at all about the evening. You,
0: You know what, Julie? We had these really nice, delicious dinners, like leisurely, that started about 7.30 or 8. People went to bed at 9.30. Yeah. I mean, the kids stayed up and like our kids and our family with these other families, they played cards, they, you know, played board games and stuff, but most people went to sleep. But one night, the night that we docked near the big town, whatever that town was called, Puerto Arroyo, um, they had musicians and dancers come on the boat, and we had sort of a little after-dinner entertainment with beautiful Ecuadorian music and beautiful dancers, but that was like, that was the big night. Woo! And that lasted until like 10, so... Yeah, uh, and
2: that was enough. I I didn't need entertainment every night. Every night, no. And then, one night, Julie, we had had a particularly busy day, and then they they showed... they showed a documentary on Darwin. And so almost everybody was in the lounge, like a good portion of the boat. And by the end of the documentary, every adult in the lounge was asleep. On Because <laughs> my son woke us up. Either they had already gone to bed or we were just like snoring in public asleep. So it, was, it wasn't like people were wanting more nightlife. They were not. Right. That's
1: well, one night they showed the movie Master and Commander, which is oh, about yeah, the Galapagos it, Islands. So I made it like 15 minutes into that. Yeah, that was New Year's to... Eve,
2: by the yeah.
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Well, had... yeah.
1: So New Year's Eve, there was a big midnight event. Uh, the tradition in Ecuador is that they create these paper mache, paper mache effigies of a man and a woman. And then they set them on fire. And in this case, uh, apparently throw them into the ocean. I, yeah. I say a That sounds
3: fun and loving and yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: well, I, I wasn't there. So, <laughs> Lee, and I believe your kids did stay up for the effigy burning. Yes,
2: yeah. Uh, we went to bed at nine. That was the day of the mega swim, and I was mm-hmm. mega tired. So, um, but yeah, they stayed up and then went to bed at 12.01. So, but they wanted, they enjoy watching things burn. So. Yeah,
1: and they 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 sounded the ship's horn many times at midnight on New Year's Eve. I didn't. So Lee and Sons were like, "Could you believe it? They're like that must have like totally woken up everyone on the whole ship." I was like, "No, I nope, didn't hear didn't it. Slept, yeah, I totally slept through it. Didn't wake would me you, up." Would you want a longer trip, or do you think it was the
3: right amount of time in the Galapagos?
0: I could have used another day or two, especially another sunny day. But I know there were many people who were like, okay, that's good. You know, eight days on the boat, ready to go. Um, I could have used another day or two.
1: Julie, there were people on the boat who had tried to make the most of going to Ecuador by visiting other sites while they were in that part of the world. One family had come from Machu Picchu. So I was just imagining like how tired we were just like eight days on the boat. Can you imagine if you'd been a week in Machu Picchu and been this for a week? There's no way I could have attempted too much more, but yeah, I could, I'm, I'm with Monica. I, I had a couple more days in me for sure because I had just gotten into the groove and was really, really just enjoying the, the rhythm of the day, you know, which took a while.
2: Yeah. No, I thought it was the right amount of time. It does take a full day and a half to get there and a day and a half to get home. So the travel on either end makes the trip longer. I mean, there's no way to get there in a single day. Because, again, you have this mystery plane flight from Guayaquil <laughs> Guaya- <laughs> Guaya- to Ecuador to the Galapagos. Who knew? Oh, and Julie, well, you know who we saw in our hotel? George Stephanopoulos. Yes, he was in oh, the Galapagos somewhere. That's exciting. Yeah, but unbelievably. Of course, of course you saw a celebrity. Nobody else would. But no, this, it was this, Yeah, this it was cool. like 7.30 in the morning, and I was he was waiting for coffee, and he didn't get any because he was in a rush. And I was like, that's George Stephanopoulos. So I, then I spent the next few weeks days trying to find him. But we didn't even really see that many other boats when we were out there. Like, yeah. not only are there not hotels, they really limit the number of boats that can be out there at the same time. So... It's just very remote. No, definitely the highlight for me was the day we swam with the penguins. We had yeah. had a great hike. We came down on the beach. There was a whole bunch of penguins in the water, feeding on a whole bunch of sardines. And those of us who had our snorkel gear just put it on, and we were swimming with those penguins, Julie. At like, or they were swimming with us. And then at, and then they were peng, or pelicans dive bombing into the water. So there was an element of death too. It was penguins <laughs> and like pelicans dive bombing to get the same food it was it was unbelievably fantastic that was great that was a great day but everything was great and i loved the land iguanas i have to say i'm with liz though the marine iguanas never grew on me they're (laughs) gross they're (laughs)
3: those are those big sluggy looking yeah um, and they're just
2: masses of them and they're wet and swimming it seems And wrong. they like piling on top of each
1: yeah. other. So you see like big piles of them. And you when you look at their faces up close, you know like this is where they got the design for Godzilla. Yeah they all look like mini Godzillas. Yeah. Uh their face and their teeth and their yeah. I could have <laughs> But it's their world, as I say. We're it's their world. We're just kind of dropping in. Uh, but they, like, every time you, t- on one certain island, like, every time you turned around, there was like a hundred of them right behind you. Right. And so you had to be and they weren't they didn't move that fast. So it's not like they were sneaking up on you. It's just they look so much like the rocks that you could sort of be picking your way through the rocks and then realize, oh, my God, that's not a big outcropping. That's a pile of 250 marine iguanas. Yes. And so it would just it would cause a jolt every time you noticed that, oh, that piece of rock, that whole thing is moving slowly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, that all of that was very dramatic. So the the reentry process, as Leon said, it takes a long time to get back, like a day and a half to get back. Uh, I also found, like I the the whole first day I was back, it was uh, my first day back at the office. I like couldn't even remember how to plug stuff in, mm-hmm. or
0: it was <laughs> you just, <need> your passwords
1: <laughs> list. Yeah, it, it was that. And then somebody said to me, um, they said, "Wow." You look like 10 years younger. And I thought, is. you don't know what to make of those kinds of comments. Right. Is that a
3: compliment or I not? Clearly no,
1: meant as a compliment. So I yes. think, so clearly part of it was just the relaxation. Because as I said, being unplugged for eight or 10 days... Like, it's so unusual for any of us in the modern world. Certainly for me, it is. So, I think that is a lot of the relaxation. But also, I think the fact that we spend almost every morning or every afternoon just soaking our faces in salt water. Yeah. I think, I think there's some kind of spa concept there of just soak your face in salt water every day. Yeah, <laughs> it
2: was fan. The salt water, my skin never looked better. You didn't even need to put, well, you need to put sunscreen on, but at night, it, no it moisturizer look- or any, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the uh, I'm
1: just going to start soaking my face yes. more often.
2: <laughs> just uh, get a bowl
0: and a snorkel,
1: <laughs> and a snorkel because you'd <laughs> have to leave your face in the bowl for like an hour and a half to get the full benefits we would get from our snorkeling. But uh, it could really a very low cost spa mm-hmm. operation if you'd like to try opening <laughs> one in your neighborhood.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. But Monica, for you, what was the best part of the trip?
0: Uh, the best part was the scenery and the sea turtles, you know, just, it's always been a dream of mine to swim with sea turtles. And I've been to Hawaii and I have snorkeled quite a few times, but I've never seen a sea turtle. So, you know, that it was just magical, Julie. I can't even tell you the last snorkel, Liam, what do you, we probably saw three dozen sea turtles just easily so peaceful um and it just for me it was not just the animals but the scenery was so spectacular it was just really someplace special it was really special Liz
1: but you know that was surprising too to me because again well before we knew like you thought
0: it was like a tropical island like I
1: did I thought it was going to be more of a jungle Julie I like yeah, like, yeah And But I read about it before I went, so I knew before I arrived that it wasn't. But if you had asked me two years ago, what, what is the Galapagos like? I would have described to you a tropical island, mm-hmm. and which is not at all the case. It's volcanic and dry and scrubby. There were a few places where we went up into the highlands, and that's where the giant tortoises live. But in general, like super dry, like lava flows, fascinating, rocky things. So um, but beautiful uh,
3: beach.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All different color sand. It was really nice.
3: Anything you would have done differently? Any like, oh, gosh, we wish
0: we had done this or brought that? Um, I would have brought. Now, Liam and I enjoyed the, the swim shirts. Yes. So- from Land's End. Our rash guards, these, yeah. The rash guards, like the long sleeve, but I only had one. So my biggest regret was that I didn't bring two of those. Um, that was it. You know, I I feel like I packed light. Um, they said you had a weight limit on what you could bring, but they didn't weigh anything. When I saw other people's suitcases, I was like, come on, they take a lot of stuff in there. Um, <laughs> so really, no, I wouldn't have done anything differently. We
1: did have one uh, brush with wardrobe death, though, speaking of clothing, (laughs) which is right at the outset, Julie, like... We were still at LAX. So this was everybody but Monica. We were checking in together at LAX. People had, you know, new passports and we got our boarding passes and we're, you know, we're trying to carry on most of our luggage because we have a connection to make in Miami and you don't want your luggage to miss the boat, literally.
2: Yeah, because there's so, no way to catch up. Like, you, there's yeah. no place to buy anything. Like, there's no, no, if you don't have a swimsuit, you don't have a swimsuit for the whole trip.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So okay. so as just just when we're about to go get in the TSA line, um, our sister in law Laura, who you know our brother Brendan's wife, looks around at the pile of suitcases and says, "Where's my suitcase?"
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, and, and then looks at her two two teenage sons and our brother and says, "Did anyone put my suitcase in the car?" Oh, <laughs> and so oh. it's like, wow, that. It all could have come tumbling down right at that moment, but it did not. She just instantly rose above it, and it's like, "Well, we are—we have this long connection in Miami. <laughs> Let's just hope." I mean, I had images of her wearing nothing but like Miami Heat jerseys <laughs> <laughs> that you get at the airport. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so there was that moment of, "Oh my God." And then it just passed. And then, whatever. Uh, during our brief moment in Guayaquil, Ecuador, uh, she and Brendan got in a taxi and went to the Mall del Sol. Okay.
0: <laughs> and, okay. They went to the Mall del Sol she bought, like, you know, she got, shorts got her squirts. Yeah, she got a
2: couple stuff. of squirts. Yep.
0: <laughs> you.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it, it all worked out okay. It is true, as Mike You just don't need a lot of clothes. You need like a few simple things, and you barely need any shoes at all. So that's good. You know, it's just not a. You're basically in flippers or nothing, uh, um, or in your hiking shoes. So whatever. That was all. You know.
2: A-okay. Yeah, I did bring some, like, Pareos that I don't know where I thought I was going to be wearing them. Because it wasn't, like, it wasn't beach time at the Oasis. It was none of that. But I I had a couple of (laughs) things like that that I never wore. I was like, all right, that was stupid. I didn't really need those. But... (laughs) So so now
3: that you've been to the Galapagos, where do you want to go next? I mean, I assume there's talk on a boat like this with other passengers about other great world adventures.
2: Where's your next port of call? Well, I have to say, I so enjoyed the snorkeling. I would consider like the, the Great Barrier Reef or like the the spice trail people say that's a good cruise too, around the islands uh there so i would be interested in that i I enjoyed the snorkeling that's why uh other people were touting the falklands and uh (laughs) antarctica Antarctica. cruise (laughs) and that is a lot of penguins (laughs) yes that was julie
1: the hardcore people like the machu picchu people they're, I'm sure they're going to be in Antarctica sometime soon. <laughs> if you're truly hardcore about these ships and the nature part of it and all of that, uh, the yeah, the Falklands Antarctica trip is the one that National Geographic does that people seemed uh, super excited about. Alternatively, there's Alaska, of course, yes. uh, but there's no snorkeling in Alaska.
0: Yeah, right. a few people on our boat had been on the Alaska cruise and really enjoyed it. But Alaska, yeah, no snorkeling. All hiking.
1: Yeah, which I it's not my thing. Anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. the-, is a, the H word, hiking.
3: <laughs> you established that, Liz, that that's hiking vacations are not for you? Okay.
1: Hi- hike is a four-letter word, Julie. <laughs> okay. <it>. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, it, but it's, gr- it's great to go off and have a real adventure like that and it's the kind of adventure that it's not like you need to get your next one on the books right now it's sort of okay you can enjoy this for a while and then maybe i don't know maybe five years from
2: now is your next big i don't know right. i but agree uh, i agree
1: yeah it was super satisfying as an
2: adventure yeah. uh which is good liz you know we love talking about frame bridge don't we we do <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame lean aren't there See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we (laughs)
3: Well, you've really piqued my interest and I'm glad that, first of all, I'm glad you all made it home safe and sound. That was, uh, there was some concern by those siblings here, uh, stateside <laughs> about how this was all going to work out, but I'm glad you had a wonderful trip and that was safe and sound. And I'm glad you have so many wonderful memories and experiences to savor, you know, and to really just think about. And thanks to Lee and son Brooks, there are some fabulous pictures. My gosh, Leanne.
2: Yeah. So I'll post those. If you are not on Facebook, I'll put them on the Satellite Sisters page. He, it was funny. There were people on our trip taking, I don't know, 10,000 shots. I mean, literally <laughs> shooting everything that moved, like in those bursts where it's 20 shots in three seconds. And Brooks, who's a photography student, was trying to teach treated digital photos like film, so he only took about 150 shots, but he got some really nice ones of the animals. He did get ones of us, but again... Uh, we were wet and so uh...
3: <laughs> it's a nice one of you I think you all three of you have nice shots
2: with hats on yes yes, yes, and that's yes. Good. yeah totally fine, fine. yeah that so we was
1: were... one gorgeous afternoon we were on this island late in the day in that golden hour so we made the most of that as our photography opportunity Julie yeah. and the rest of it will be in my personal vault <laughs> <laughs> the wetsuit vault uh-huh. so there's one funny one Monica which i think i sent to you you did you me and lee and son colin and brendan's son uh sam coming out of the water in our wetsuits that's kind of a cute picture i don't know if you think that's postable or not but it's a cute picture
0: yes it's okay with me if you post it list okay
1: all right so maybe i'll put that on the facebook group uh a little bit of cropping and that one's going to be fine (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think
3: as longtime listeners to Satellite Sisters, I said this to you, Liz, when you, when you called earlier this week, that there was a lightness and an energy in your voice that I hadn't heard in a while. And I think when people listen to this show, they will also understand that the three of you had, had a fantastic experience because you all sound, you know, you sound full of energy and uh, so enthusiastic about what you did. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It, yeah. It
2: was fun. It,
1: it was that kind of it Liam said it was epic, and I would agree. It yeah. was, uh, it was epic in a just a, a highly memorable kind of way. So, um, But can can we talk a little bit about your adventure now? Yes. (laughs) Because you're off in some exotic land with creatures you are not used to (laughs) coexisting with. You are in Brooklyn, New York, Julie Dolan. That's right. I have started on my month-long urban
3: nana Uh, experience okay urban nana i have arrived in brooklyn new york to help my son and daughter-in-law and my lovely granddaughter josephine um because my daughter-in-law has has to go back to work she has to start back to work uh this week and um and she they just were not a hundred percent ready to to make a decision about what the childcare situation, you know, whether they're gonna use a childcare center, which one, were they gonna share a nanny? You know, nothing is easy. And I think it's probably harder in New York to you know, because everything is so expensive, to find the right setup for your family. You know, I mean in the ideal world they would be able to, you know, just stroll down the street to some you know, highly regarded childcare center, then drop off their loving baby, then walk two more blocks to their work. And then, but you know, that doesn't happen. So it's it's a little harder to do. So I had offered and they accepted. Uh, that I said, well, let me come up and I will be Urban Nana for the month. Full uh, time. What? Full-time, Monica. I am here. I am in position. Oh. So this past week we had training um, because... You know, I, uh, while I have spent some time with Josephine, we just didn't want to do this cold turkey. And so we wanted Josephine to get used to me, my voice, my touch, and get into the routine. I wanted to see how Lauren and Will do everything about nap times and feeding times and, you know, when she's going to take the bottle and things like that. So the good news is it's all that part is going fine because Josephine and I love each other, you know, (laughs) it's as simple as that, you know, it's a grandmother and her granddaughter. So, so that's good. But this is not like, I am not in Dallas, Texas anymore. I am in Brooklyn, New York. And so I had to Monica, I just, and it's January here in New York City. Okay. <laughs> and it was 18 degrees. So I I just had to come prepared. Like your trip to the Galapagos. I, I'm traveling light. I don't have much with me, but everything is multi-purpose. So I have a big black puffy coat because it's freezing cold here. And I've got hats and I have gloves. And I have little vests because vests are good for nanas. Glasses or or a pacifier <laughs> <Sure>. or tissues. <laughs> you need things on. I, I even bought myself Monica a cross body bag because I needed my two hands free. Wow,
0: <laughs> cross body bag. That's Julia. very well,
3: urban, well,
2: Nana. Yeah, urban Nana. urban
3: Nana. So, and I got myself, Leanne, You know the the miracle of Macy's, where you go with your coupon. Yeah. And for thirty dollars, I bought a pair of black urban, uh, winter boots to wear. Oh, good. So I have got those uh, those going too. So so the, so Urban Nana, she's ready to go. And the setup is that I am going to be over at their apartment during the day, and then by just because this is Brooklyn, New York, they through friends of a friend f- found someone who is leaving for the next two months. She's in India setting up a hairdressing school. I don't know what that's about, <laughs> but it's sort of this woman's eat, pray, love moment. And so I am staying in her apartment, which is about eight blocks from where my son and daughter in law live, you know, because we felt like, I mean, I wanted them to have their private time. And quite frankly, I wanted to have some private time yeah. too. So this seemed uh, to be a good. A good situation, but you know, I really haven't been in Brook. You know, I this is a, it's it's an urban experience, so I got my Liz, I got my Metro card, I've been taking the subway. Great, I, I'm happy to tell you there is a grilled cheese bar on my street okay? <laughs> I, that I hope that I hope hope to go Ooh, to right
2: away or banana will like that on the way home for more. I,
3: I feel like I could take the stroller and just go head right over to that so that good.
2: <laughs> this morning I went
3: for coffee I saw my first selfie stick have you seen those i we had them we had them on the boat yeah we had them
1: yeah (laughs) well they look ridiculous in brooklyn that's what i'm going to tell you well just explain what a selfie stick is to people that may not know
3: it is it's this large metal stick that you attach to your iphone so that you can hold the iphone up at an angle to get, I assume, an even greater selfie picture of yourself. Isn't that <laughs> yes, right? Yes, that's yeah. what it is. So it's yes. like
2: so an I'm extension gonna... pole. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting... Great reviews. Lynn, I am not surprised. You have been
1: on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you
2: have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. For yeah. millions of possible formulas only one is uniquely leans okay and i'm i'm using it mm-hmm. pros isn't just better for you it's also better for the planet liz they're a certified b corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox.
3: Yeah. It's an extension poll. So yes, so the guy in front of me ordering his coffee was also working on the world's perfect selfie picture of him ordering coffee. I oh, not wow. That. So that's good. And then, you know, this is uh lauren is very you know wants to make sure you know that there there's things for us to do because it's it's brooklyn it's new york city they've got you know botanical gardens they have libraries they have you know drop-in play groups but the one i'm really angling to go to to just check out is at this high-end baby store that is uh not too far it's in our strolling distance um and they offer baby DJ classes, okay? <laughs> and what, what they say, these are empowering the super young to mix music that is super dope. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Urban Nana does not know. but You I'm have
1: got r- to find out, though, because that, I that got- is, frankly, hard to imagine. That's what it says. That's the
3: tagline. They have a picture of a cute baby with headphones on. So, so your child, if they do not live in Brooklyn, are so far behind the trends because they are not mixing music at this age. So, but I think it's all it's all going to be great. And you know, as any. Working mom knows nothing is harder than just getting out of the house and feeling confident about having, you know, you know, the right child care, someone loving to take care of your child while you're trying to concentrate on work. And, you know, I'm just really happy that I can be here and do this for Lauren and Will and for Josephine because it's, you know. As I told them, they're going to they're probably going to try every kind of child care arrangement. You know, there is uh, there is, you know, I'm sure as Josephine grows, as their work changes, lifestyle changes, they'll try different things. But to just get a good start, to make it a little easier for Lauren, I just, you know, I felt that was important to do.
1: And I'm really kind of looking forward to it. So well, Julie, I don't want to add to your workload, but I think urban Nana, you should immediately get to trademarking the name and franchising the business (laughs) because that's a powerful concept. Urban Nana. Yeah. Yeah. It can be more than just you, but you can okay. set the standard.
3: standard. Yeah. So hashtag Urban Nana. That yes. that. Okay. Okay. Josephine and I will work. Yeah. I want
2: to see your cross body bag in action.
3: Yes. Uh, I am.
1: I am just so urban. It's
2: shocking.
3: I don't even, I, I don't even recognize my clothes. Yeah, so just
1: fire up that selfie stick and get us a picture of the cross body bag. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's
3: all going to work well there's only one area that i have a slight concern someone asked me well do you have any trepidation about doing the child care and i said no i'm this is my fourth grandchild yeah. i'm a pro you know but i do am a little worried they live in a brownstone so to take josephine on a walk in her stroller is a little complicated so the stroller sits in the lobby." So as for the walk, what I've got to do is come down a flight of stairs to the lobby. Then I've got to open up the double doors of the front door to get the stroller out. But of course, because I'm not tall enough, I have to stand on a tiny little stool to open up the top latch of the double doors. Then I have to carry the stroller down 15 steps. (laughs) I've counted them 15 steps. In the meantime, Josephine is back up in the apartment. So that's now two flights of stairs back up there. She's in the crib in her snowsuit, undoubtedly crying because all babies cry in their snowsuits. They all- <laughs> then I've got to come, have her come back out of the apartment. I've got to lock the door to the apartment. I've got to go down the stairs. I've got to make sure the front doors are locked. Then I've got to go down the 15 stairs to, to the actual stroller. So I th- Which has I, by now I, been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not going to do that to Urban Nana. No, nobody's, nobody's touching my stroller, Liz. So yeah. don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to establish myself in terms of that. Well, but it's, it's, all- too bad,
1: it's too bad that Sheila dropped off the line because remember when her daughter Ruthie was a baby, Sheila lived in a fourth floor walk up. She in, did the
0: same thing. In New
1: York City and so the same thing. The groceries. up for, down for. Do you take the baby first or the groceries first? Sheila worked out a whole system for that. So she might be able to provide some outside consulting to Urban Nana. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. I will. I will. I will get that. Yeah. Someone asked me, well, are you going to go to a gym while you're in New York? I said, no. Urban Nana does not need
2: to go to a gym. I'm going to be going up and down those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Uh, hey, yeah. is Urban Nana going to be able to watch Down Abbey?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I All right. definitely watch Downton Abbey. I know, because we had a lot of
2: uh, people ask about, obviously, season premiere of Downton Abbey last week. We hadn't, because of travel, Urban Nana was on the move. I was just getting home. We weren't able to do Downton Gabby. But we will we'll, we'll get our act together this week and do um, the premiere, the season premiere, and then the new episode. Okay? Yes, Jewel? absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because it was good. It was excellent. <laughs> it's a lot happening. <laughs> we have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> We have to talk. <laughs> exactly. Um, is that it? I guess we got the Golden Globes, so we've got to go. It's yeah, almost, we got to go. <laughs> it's almost time for the red carpet. Liz, are you going by any chance? You never. Know. I,
1: I am not going. Okay. Last year, you may recall, I went to the parties. Okay. Uh, which is better than going to the actual awards. This year, I I'm not doing that. But I did just get invited, not through any professional contacts, but my next door neighbor, like across the hall from me, invited me to go with the, to the SAG Awards with her oh, because wow. her husband has to work that day. He works weekends. And so I will be going to the SAG Awards, which are like in two or three weeks sometime very soon. So, yeah. So that's it. So, no, I'm not going to the Golden <laughs> Globes. I'll be on my couch like everyone else enjoying, though, enjoying.
2: Yeah, I guess we're the only four people in America not watching football currently. So, um, but and then we have, of course, big national championships. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a surprise here. I I know three of us are rooting for the Ducks. Julie, are you rooting for the I'm Ducks? I'm a total or?
3: Ducks Ducks fan. Okay. But as I mentioned to you, I wanted Liz because she. Uh, I happened to notice that her former boss, Phil Knight, was on on right on the sidelines mm-hmm. uh, for the last Oregon game. Uh, And he has done a spectacular job in providing the football team with just spectacular uniforms. But the band, Liz, the (laughs) University of Oregon band, they look like school crossing guards, okay? (laughs) Those are the worst uniforms I've ever seen. And they're going up against the Ohio State Marching Band, which is like the best college uh, marching band in the country. So you must call Phil Knight today. And okay. Tell him to whip up some, you know, some jazzy band uniforms for
1: that Oregon team, the Oregon band. Well, Monica, you know, being at Oregon, that the, that the uniforms for this game actually were quite controversial. So we don't need to get into that. But I just know too many Oregonians on my Facebook page who have all been posting about how much they hate the special uniforms for uh, for the Monday game. But. Oh, that's
2: exciting. I haven't yeah. seen that. I'm going to go search it out. <laughs> oh, there's a backlash, Leanne. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's because people feel strongly that the, uh, the green and yellow uh-huh. is, is not being represented. And, uh, and when you look at the uniforms, you can see that they've, right, Monica, kind of moved beyond the traditional green and yellow.
0: Uh, I don't even know what the uniforms are, okay, you have not seen <laughs> okay. Is it the bright green
1: i no, it's okay. well, you'll have to look
0: oh, yeah, i well, will have yeah. to look. Okay. I really haven't paid much attention <laughs> because thinking else, about those sea turtles, yeah <laughs>
1: still, it's the zen of the sea turtle, exactly
0: still, uh, floating around Leon dormido, <laughs> my mind, yeah. I'll look into it, Liz. I'll look. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Report. Report back on your findings. It'll be It'll be hotly debated tomorrow night on national television. So you don't need to rush to get into it yourself.
2: (laughs) Uh, All right. So I know there's a lot going on in the world, but we kind of took this opportunity just to review what we've been doing lately. Um, What What does anyone have any big plans for this week? I, I can't. Took me a week just think. to answer all my emails. Anything? I anybody there got was any?
1: something. There was something. Oh, I. I at the end of the week, I'm. Uh, I'm taking my dog Ferris in for an annual physical. <laughs> okay, oh,
3: <that, laughs> hey, Liz. You know, he sharing.
1: He is like Ferris, the Wonder Dog. Uh, and uh, so I just thought, you know, might maybe start the year out with a physical for my dog. So that's. I'll report back on that next right. next Sunday.
2: How he's doing. Okay, we will get to a Downton Gabby this week, so don't worry, uh, Julie and I will ma- Urban Anna and I will make that happen. It's been we've been trying to figure out a time where that works, but you will hear it here on Satellite Sisters. And uh, everybody, have a good, safe week, Julie. Good luck there. Okay, and don't forget, <laughs> Thanks, Leah. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.